0: Michigan, on the football field. we don't want to touch average. do be around you, we'll to be around average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at the Ohio State
1: University. Welcome back, everybody, to Buckeye Bar guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike and I'm John tonight's date is uh sunday january 21st 2023 and uh 2024, 2024 it's been a minute man yeah it's been a minute it's uh uh that's the first time i've had to say the date out loud in a <laughs> while so 2024 so yes we have uh switched into the new year um so uh we'll hit uh we'll go over some uh obviously we've had a a wild roller coaster of an off season so far as the end of the season all the way up to uh what's been going on so we'll kind of do a little wrap up of the previous season um and then we will get into a coaching moves that we know of so far and the player additions and coming backs <laughs> um so like i said a uh, big time roller coaster so So it wasn't a great end of the season. And then, uh, you had, uh, you know, with kind of the players jumping into the portal ahead of time. And then they just, they did not look, they did not look great against Missouri. That's all I'm going to say on that. That was, uh, I mean, I don't even know how to say anything else uh, about it. They just, they didn't want to play. It looked like they wanted to collect the paycheck for the school. And that was about it. And, you know, and all we heard is how much they all wanted to play because everybody literally did want to play, you know, with the exception of Marv and it just, I don't know, just completely downhill defense played great for three quarters. And you, I mean, I, I know some people nitpicked on them for giving up those two drives, but I mean, literally if you go up, Giving zero points through three quarters, and you know Ryan Day is your offensive uh, person. And I know Devin Brown gets hurt, but the offense line looks like crap. Lincoln Clayholtz looked like he's never taken a snap the whole season, and that was pretty much that. <laughs> and uh, they, the only thing that looked worse through three quarters than Missouri's offense was the Ohio State offense, and yeah. they. No doubt. And uh, and then that was about that. And so, yep, Missouri beats us 14 to three, and it sucked.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was the most embarrassing bowl game I've ever watched. And, you know, I saw us lose national title games to Florida. I saw us get shut out by Clemson. In my opinion, it was just the worst of the worst. Um, that was, I mean, offensive line, no excuse to look that slow, even against an sec school whatever you know missouri should not be just dominating your offensive line like that there was no excuse for it um you know neither quarterback was looked ready and of course i mean Devin got hurt you know it was unfortunate but lincoln definitely didn't look ready which was just astonishing that you you had this time to work with him and that's that's what you ended up getting and it's at the end of the year it's not like it was game one you know like I understand he wasn't an early enrollee, but I mean, the man had a full year to get ready for this game. And it just, it was really just uninspiring Uh, defense played great for three quarters, like you said, but you know, and the thing is, how can you go into a game? Like you said, like three quarters, no points, Ryan days, your head coach, you assume the offense puts up something, but I mean, we, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and it's like, Three quarters, and you are expecting to lose the game after you didn't give up any points through three quarters. Yeah, it, it was just embarrassing.
1: Like you're hoping for like a pick six or something. I'm like, I like I think we even talked about it. I'm like, I, they might need a defensive score here yeah. before like this is like the just the the sure a victory here.
0: <laughs> like- and I mean that and that would definitely was possible, but it just didn't happen. Um, you know. Trestle had his stinkers, Urban had his stinkers, but they were against better teams. You know, it was like this was the first time since John Cooper that we got just like handled not handled but we lost a bowl game against a team that we should have beat and yeah that was I mean that was really disheartening and I got you know I had a few beverages probably too many that night and I said some things I probably shouldn't have about the current regime and I take some of it back some of it I still need to see get better um but you know like uh, 2004 Ohio State like we were not a good team and Troy Smith is, you know, out for that bowl game. Justin Zwick gets hurt in the bowl game and they still go out and beat the crap out of, um, who was it? It was, uh, Oklahoma state. Oklahoma state and it's, and that was, that was an Alamo bowl. Right. So yeah. yeah. And that it's like, and I understand Missouri's better than Oklahoma state, but this Buckeye team was probably a lot better than that 2004 Buckeye team. Yeah. That is just, it was pathetic. So Yep, that's all and I. That's argue. all I need to say about that game. Yeah, and just the last
1: thing before we move on to uh, then what happens a couple of days later, and then <laughs> a couple a week later after that is, uh, I mean, you could probably say my our my least two favorite postseason losses and recent may- memories. You know, sixteen Clemson and this one, and uh, you know the sixteen Clemson one. You know, we literally had we had Curtis Samuel on offense, and that was the extent of yeah. our offense where you know i mean yes marv is out but you know you have trey playing you have a lot of other good receivers there i mean i get it fleming's out too you know the offensive line just looked like crap so not,
0: i would have, <laughs> i'm not trying to like, be offensive man but you're playing freaking missouri <laughs>
1: yeah i get it it was it just wasn't great um all right, next up. Ugh. So they had a, a cherry on the top of uh, the end of the season for Ohio State. Michigan beats Alabama in the the Sugar Bowl, a uh, Rose Bowl, and then goes on to beat Washington in the national championship. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so Michigan. When we start the season next year, the Michigan, regardless of what happens. I know there's a lot of Buckeye fans saying, well, that's the asterisk, blah, 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 all this and stuff like that. They are the defending national champion. Yes, they are. We all witnessed it. They played great coming down to the stretch. They rallied around everything. You know what was going on with the team? Um, <coughs> Excuse me. And they won it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was a lot of very shades of. uh even though I felt we we were more dominant against Oregon than they necessarily were against Washington, but still, it had a very shades of the national title run yeah. that we had. And you know, they beat Alabama, we beat Alabama, and then you know, pretty much established our will in both those games. That you know, the more dominant Big Ten school was just the better school, and that national championship game. So,
0: yep, it sucked. I mean, I will say the Alabama game like we don't even need to make comparisons to the games. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I mean, it was kind of similar to like they were shooting themselves in the foot a lot. But I mean, we definitely and it's like 10 year difference. We were more dominant in the game against Alabama as well. You know, they had to come back at the very end, take it to overtime. But a lot of it was kind of similar. Like they were shooting themselves in the foot. Kind of like, I mean, the Alabama game in 14 or 15, I guess 15. But it was like if if we could finally like stop making mistakes, we were going to win that game because we were getting more yards than them. But we kept giving them short fields. Yeah, but it was that's enough of that. I'm not trying to make excuses or be like, our oh, ours was better than theirs. Like they went yeah, 15 you know. and 0. They beat everybody. They beat Ohio state. They were the best team in the country. They played their defense. You know, they tackled so damn well. I was very impressed with that. They created turnovers when they needed to in every game. Um, They stayed true to themselves. They were able to run on, you know, everybody and they, they were able to do it when they needed to. I mean, you could say they didn't run well against Ohio state, but when they needed to, at the end of the game, they did. So yeah, kudos to them. Tip of the cap the don't ever want to see it again, but you know, I'm no. not, I'm not going to make excuses or asterisks or this or that. I mean, they'll have their day in court with the NCAA and whatever happens, happens and I'll accept it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and that was kind of like the third straight loss to Michigan and Michigan wins the national title. So that kind of takes us to what this off season has been. And you. Yeah. Just like Ryan day was aggressive last year on the defensive side of the ball or two years ago, you know, and he has been like, this has just been crazy. So we'll start with the coaches. Um, so Perry Aliano was, uh, told that they're not renewing his contract and then Parker Fleming was fired. And then, you know, and then we found out this week that, uh, as a coach, Corey Dennis's contracts not being renewed, but he is going to get to stay with the thing. So I guess I was a little throw back to urban be like, he can stay, but he ain't coaching anymore. And, you know, so they're going to figure some sort of role with him within the program, which is fine. I mean, Corey's seems like he's pretty loved with recruits and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think he's a great coach. Um, So, you know, if they could figure out some sort of role, where he can kind of maybe be on pantoni's staff, maybe kind of be an NIL liaison, you know, whatever, something that where he could still deal with recruits, but, you know, not necessarily be anything, you know, you know, actually teaching them anything because that's where I think that there's been some issues. So who, who did you know.
0: urban move away for, uh, when stud came in, was it Hinton? It was Hinton. Hinton? Yeah. And yeah, he can, he can and hang out with been. him. Yeah. He's still, still there. there yeah
1: so they can hang out together but, you know so you know that is what it is uh Matt Geary Geir- or yeah Grerry uh, right so he's uh he's coming back as the uh he was with you know on the staff as a uh, analyst so uh, he will be coming back as the safeties coach um we still have an opening for Parker Fleming which uh right now James is on the road and you know he's been very energetic and stuff there's still a lot of uh Still a lot of things up in the air, whether it's going to be James or whether it's going to be a, another defensive line coach to, uh, you know, get a, you know, get a plan in place for whenever LJ cause quits, which I'm assuming if that's the route that go, this will be the last season of Larry Johnson. Cause you know, they are going to want make. J- it's pretty, from what you're hearing around everywhere, James Laurenitis, they do want him as a full-time staff member. It just, he might be sitting back again this year, waiting for next year. So, you know, so we'll see how that goes. And, you know, the big hire on the offensive side of the ball was Bill O'Brien is now the offensive coordinator co-offensive coordinator is with Brian Hartline, but he will be calling the plays from everything we've heard and he's the quarterbacks coach. So, you know, I I know that there's a a lot of opinions on O'Brien. I had a lot of opinions. He wouldn't have been my first choice, but, uh, I do like that. Uh, He is a very seasoned veteran in both the NFL and college game. You know, he's coached for Bill Belichick. He's coached for Nick Saban. Um, He's been his own coach. Did very well, both at Penn State and in Houston. Um, And I I know there's a lot of like, well, look what he did here. Look where he did there and all that stuff. In those spots, he was the uh, under Bill Belichick and under, uh, Nick Saban. He is the offensive mind. I mean, he was, so those were really his offense where it's pretty clear that from everything we've heard is that he will be running Ryan days. He will be calling plays out of Ryan day's offense. He might get to add in, you know, a few wrinkles and stuff like that. I'm sure they will take some of his expertise and, you know, come up with some different stuff, but you know, Ryan day is still the offensive guru. It's just that Ryan day needs help, you know, Yeah. So he can manage other parts of this roster. And, you know, he's very good at recruiting. He's very, I think he's good at dealing with some of this NIL stuff. And, you know, I I think he would, could be very good at managing games. It's just, you know, he needs to kind of, you know, let somebody else do the play calling part, be up in a booth away from everything and uh, looking down the field, somebody that knows what they're doing. And so Bill O'Brien checks every one of those boxes. So you know like i said wouldn't have been my first choice um but i'm nevertheless happy i i like him i like the hire you know it's a good spot for i think for what they want to try to do
0: yeah i i agree with that um to go <laughs> excuse me to go back so a lot of like a lot of fans like perry Elliano kind of surprised me i mean we had heard rumblings yeah. that it, it Possibly was, could, you know, will happen. But I was just like, no way. I mean, the the safeties were a bright spot on the defense. It's just not going to happen. I understand, though. I mean, recruiting is the biggest deal. If him and Knowles weren't always seeing eye to eye on the defense or if he wasn't getting Knowles' defense, I can understand that. Especially Matt Guerrero, is a Knowles guy. I mean, he understands that defense. He was his own, you know, he's been a defensive coordinator. He's been a successful defensive coordinator. So I have no issue with that. People that sort were of like, well, who is Matt Grary ever recruited? Granted, but when all things are equal, then you got to go to the parts of Matt Grary that are better than Perry Eliano. Like if Eliano doesn't stand out in anywhere against Grary, but Grary knows the defense they're going to be calling has excelled at calling the defense. They're going to be calling Then I think it's a good choice. And he's another, he's a young guy. He has good energy, good personality. So he's going to be a star in this. um, I don't know how long you'll keep him before he becomes a defensive coordinator somewhere else, but hopefully, hopefully a couple of years. You know, James, that is what it is. I think Ryan, he's out on the road a lot right now. I think Ryan's giving him a test run, uh, you know, see how he likes it. If it's still something he wants to pursue being out on the road like that, if it's time to move, make the move this year, or if he's okay waiting the year. Like you said, I mean, if you can bring in a top-notch defensive line coach right now, I think you got to do it. Like yeah. the the negative recruiting against Larry Johnson is just getting too old, and he is going to retire one day. So yeah, it's just as, we'll be as we
1: talk. What we'll talk about in a minute as we get the players. You never know when the, somebody of stature is going to retire and could put some put a program into a disarray. I mean, right. Larry Johnson's an assistant coach in comparison to. You know what's going on at Alabama, but still, you know, you never know what.
0: But maybe this is the time to do it with, you know, what the classes are. I mean, you got a bunch of guys coming back. And we'll talk about that for a fourth year, but they don't have eligibility after that. So they're leaving regardless. You know, you got a couple high end three year guys that they could be leaving regardless. So it's just is what it is. I mean, I think that is the move to make. But I'm just happy they're getting rid of Parker Fleming, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, that was someone that will was, show up the teams. I mean, it'll be so much better with someone else running it. Yeah. Um,
1: and then so, yeah, so I mean, the coaching staff. Uh, so that's kind of the, the last piece we're waiting on right now. Um, you know, what's going to happen on the, the defensive side of the ball, whether it's going to be James fully taking this spot or whether they get another defensive line coach. You know, the, the rumor out there is Jason Taylor, that they're really trying to push for him. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I mean, his kid just committed or just transferred to Miami. He's at Miami. It's Miami. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, he played a long time there in the pros. I mean, that's (laughs) his city and stuff like that. I mean, I, I know Ohio state is a better program. You know Columbus is a great city, but you know I mean it's it's an uphill battle. So we'll see what happens. But you know if he thinks like he wants to really you know that this is something he really wants to pursue long term, I I think Ohio State would be the better job. Yeah. uh, You know, and then he could you know sell him on that and like you know kind of want to take over a defense someday or you know whatnot. Maybe be a head coach. You know he's young. You know, you know, maybe a better fit to go to Columbus uh, and see what you can do there. So,
0: you know, we'll see what happens on that one, whether it's James or not. Um, I'm interested to see what happens in a school like Miami with NIL. If it does, if they do tweak it, that it's all, you know, revenue sharing or distributed through the school, because that's going to that's going to change a lot of how they've operated within their NIL. That it's all been through boosters, you know, that. So that that could make what they've been doing, you know, recruiting these defensive linemen much, much more difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see with that going forward, how that is. Um, All right, players, unless you got any more on the coaches you want to hit. I mean, I like what Ryan Day's done. I think he's. I guess, you know, he needed to make some fixes.
0: People can't complain about it. Like, that's all I have to say is, and I understand O'Brien wasn't like a sexy name. Like you, you've said it. I've said it like he might not have been number one, but the guy has a ton of experience. He's going to be calling Ryan days, you know, plays, assuming that he's had enough situational experience in the pros that the right plays, you know, he can call. I mean, if, if it's a disaster, it's a disaster. But this is what we asked of day. We said, you got to get in someone that knows how to be a quarterback coach that has the experience, you know, much more so than Corey Dennis. Check that box. And also needs to be an experienced play caller that has done it. At, you know, the highest levels. Check that box. So all we can do is wait. If Bill O'Brien fails, then it was a terrible hire for Ryan Day. And you go from there. But he did what was asked him. Yeah. And he like, he's a pro style coach like that's the offense he wants to run so of course he's going to try to get someone that can call pro style offense
1: yeah yeah so yep i'm fine with how that it all worked out so now we we go to the next thing to see how how you know how it looks next year right um all right players so well, we'll start it actually what happened yesterday real quick. Uh, Dominic Kirks was committed to Washington. Everything happens with the Washington situation. There were some rumblings ahead of time, even before that, that right. he was going yeah. to decommit and go to Ohio state or that, you know, cause Ohio state was now fully interested in, he's an Ohio kid. He's from Painesville, you know, so you know, it was kind of feeling like it might go that way anyway, anyway. But when DeBoer takes over at Alabama, then it was kind of just like that was just everything that pushed everything over the thing. So that was a nice pickup. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely uh, happy with that one. They picked up some 2025 kids. You know, Devin Sanchez. You know, best he, corner yeah. one of the best corners in the country going into next season for the 2025 season. So I mean, very happy with that. Um, and they picked up a defensive end too. I believe that math is right. That's also, they got for 25. So, yeah. you know, that's where that's for next year, you know, so you gotta, you'll be fighting off schools now for a year for those kids. But, uh, you know, the Sanchez family as a whole all in on, uh, Ohio state. And, you know, I just get like vibes of the Zeke family, uh, you know, the Elliot's. Zeke family it's the Elliot's with, uh. You know everything that was happening because how they were like on social media, you know, prior to you know after he committed, um, so that's great. Returning players, I mean, everybody knew Marv was gone. You know, obviously the linebackers were out of eligibility. Um, Proctor was out of eligibility. Cade, so Cade was out of eligibility. So you knew they were gone. Um, Michael Hall, you know. You weren't sure Then you found out, you know, that, you know, he has a a small kid, you know, he had a kid recently, so makes complete sense that, uh, he was ready to move on and see what he could do. You know, he's got family considerations there, which everybody understands. Yeah. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that that's all you're losing, like, just like, no, you're literally on drugs. Like you are taking some sort of drugs, you know, can I have some? Like
0: well, I, and I said it like so many times this year, like this is your best chance, and for the foreseeable future, this is your best chance. Like, and that's why the offensive line, like the issues there and what they lacked doing last year in the transfer portal really upset me because if you saw what you had coming back and what you lost on your offensive line it's like you know where this problem is going to be we've known it for two years like you gotta make the moves that way you can capitalize on what you're gonna have on the field and i mean and honestly it was the difference like we could say mccord all we want and maybe that's partially true but you know it's if yeah a little bit better blocking this year. His numbers would have been better, but
1: yeah i I'm still not McCord has obviously left things to be desired, but I'm still not a hundred percent on the train because after we lose six points to Michigan, yeah, you know I, we see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, you know I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that if the offensive line wasn't better. If Kyle McCord is still not enough to win you the national title, so like
0: they could have won like, the national title this year with Kyle McCord for sure. And like, and that's not saying that much. I don't want people
1: like, oh my god, Kyle McCord apologist. No, that is not saying anything. That no, I'm he, had, he, he had he like,
0: had his he had his issues. Like we've talked about that. Like the guy, you know defensive lineman could have a lineman in his face that he would throw a de- intentional grounding. Like Kyle's yeah. clock was way out of whack with, yeah. you know, his comfort in the pocket. So no, absolutely. That's not what I'm saying, but
1: I just knew we had a, we had, we did have a championship defense this year. That defense was as good enough to win the national title, especially how you see how everything goes in the playoffs That defense. You know, if you get seven more points against Michigan, you know, that defense is good enough to win the national title. Um, so, the offensive line is definitely was problem a one for me, and then Kyle McCord was problem two. But I don't know, I think that you are right that the it was frustrating that they didn't address that last year. It's still a little frustrating that I think they still need one more player, but you know, we'll get to that in a second. Um, I what they did in the Bringing these kids back. I mean, if if that's all they would have done, <laughs> it's and just you know and that's huge. JT, JT's coming back, and Abuka's coming back, and uh, Trey's coming, Lay- coming back, and uh, Tyleek's coming back.
0: Sawyer Hamilton, Lathan, Burke's coming back, like
1: Cox coming back. I mean, I mean. Before the news that we got two days ago, it, you know, like this was the best secondary, in my opinion, in college football next year. Like, this is just like. Uh, well,
0: I mean, and I felt like they're the, the best this year, too. So, yeah.
1: Especially a corner that they were definitely, you
0: know. And I understand after Proctor, maybe you just didn't have good depth and Sonny was out of natural position once Lathan got hurt. But, you know, I, I thought they were the best secondary. I mean, Numbers don't lie. Like they were the best secondary in college football this year. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, all that is crazy. They bring all these guys back. And I mean, it's just, I mean, that alone, like if you think about how Michigan won the title this year, they made some good decisions in the transfer portal, Yeah. but they brought all these guys back, all these guys that had a lot of experience on the team and they were able to turn that into a national title. They were, arguably you know them in washington which I, it's funny because i would say that them and washington were the two most consistent teams all season yeah for and sure. they both made the championship game so like it's just that's the formula and so and now so they get all these kids to recommit you think after the missouri game you think the culture is just such a like It just you get these feels that you, you hear some recruiting or some things that some people are upset, how things are going. And it's like
0: people oh, are oh. staying around from Carmen, Ohio after that yeah, game. I'm like,
1: ah, oh. I'm like, we are going to, I'm like, cause we kind of felt like a lot of these kids were going to stay. Maybe a few more would leave that actually did leave. But like, you just felt like, no, okay, that's probably the exodus. <laughs> yeah, that, You know, let's go get paid in the NFL you know, screw this. And they did it. And that was awesome. And so, you know, and I don't know, I think it's probably they do have some love for Ryan day. And I think they kind of realize just, you know, you got a new administration, you got some fans that are upset, you know, whether that's completely justified, not completely justified, maybe they're too emotional. You know, Ryan day is probably on some sort of hot seat next year. Don't know how hot it is, but it's definitely the hottest seat he's ever had in sure. Ohio State. so like i think there's a lot of things uh kind of going against him and that stuff so all these guys come back and then you get to the transfers and like <laughs> yeah everybody likes to point out well you know McLaughlin or he had a bad he was bad at center in the in the playoffs okay he had some issues, but he started how many games at
0: Alabama, right? And he's had like and Nick Saban, 900 snaps in one sack. Yeah.
1: If Nick Saban, if he's good enough to play the starting center at Alabama for that many years and be good enough for Nick Saban, knowing what they recruit, and they still recruit really good offensive linemen. I mean, you see some of the backups of their offensive linemen that are X five stars that are in the transfer portal. And they're like, yeah, they, they bring some top guys in. There. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he really good. And that's a big hit. Will Howard, you know, is he a gazillion times better than Kyle McCord? No, but he does some stuff that if Kyle McCord did some of that stuff, Ohio probably would have masked some of the offensive line issues. And, uh, you know, and that's just to be able to move the ball with his feet when he needs to move the ball, um, or, you know, to pick up first downs and stuff like that. Sean Chuck gets how the hell you get yes, you don't know if Trey's coming back or not, but how the hell do you get Trey to stay and you get Quinshawn Junkins? I mean, the number one running back in the s e c he's the top guy in the top running back in the transfer portal, but yeah, he's coming too, and then you get a top line you know tight end out of Ohio that's had a pretty that's been looking good, yeah, you know, down there, and you know, and that's your weakest of the guys right. that they break in. And so, and then, the big one hits. You know, Caleb Downs well, decides that he yeah decides he's going to transfer. I mean, there's two. So we got two in the last couple of days to transfer out of Alabama.
0: But they were both going into the portal or in the portal before you know Downs. But well, Caleb Downs, he's in there for yeah. a couple of days. You're told by everyone he's a bulldog. Yeah, he's going to Georgia, but Ohio State had a relationship with him, and
1: they were able to sell the deal. Whether that's right at the end of the day, whether you know some of that's you know embellished and maybe he he would they were more in it and stuff like that. I heard he was uh, from a couple guys and the on the beat and stuff. The recruiting guys he was picking out his apartment in Athens, Georgia. So (laughs) crazy, and. Like you know, he was beginning his paperwork with Georgia, so some of the guys on the Georgia message boards probably weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. So you know, but Ohio State wins it at the end of the day. So now, now you take a really, really, really good defense that all these guys are coming back for. Oh yeah, you put the best, probably arguably maybe one of the best safeties in the country now in the
0: back. uh, As was a true freshman last year. I got all made all American teams. One first, yeah. couple of seconds as a yeah, true freshman.
1: Now he's taking your place for Proctor. Now you can move Sonny Styles to linebacker, which is probably gonna be the more natural fit for him right. to begin with. And so, like that now probably made your defense a million times better just because, you know, you got a a legitimate guy that took over, is taking over for Proctor that's gonna be now next to ransom. So you're gonna have real two really good safeties with three really good cornerbacks, and oh well, yeah uh styles is probably going to play a position that he's it's going to be the position he's going to play in the NFL so like it's it's good and downs is a
0: ball hawk and he's a great tackler exciting athlete so yeah it's
1: I mean he led Alabama's defense and tackles (laughs) and from what I heard and I've heard it I think in two different places so it's probably correct (laughs) is that he led out of all Power Five schools, he led for most freshmen snaps this year. So Yeah, like, that's probably you know. right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's crazy. But
0: Be- before going on to the next gig though, I do find it funny. Michigan fans, I've seen on them posts on Twitter about how leading the school in tackles as a safety is not ideal. Yes, that is true. As for a defense as a whole, you know who it is ideal for, though the actual individual that's doing it—that is yeah. not any sort of slight on Caleb yeah. Downs because exactly he is the that one just that just means that he that could
1: as as Ohio State found out a, some, a few years ago that can easily be touchdowns if your safety's not good at Tampa. right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, so you know, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yes. It'd be better if it's the linebackers or the defensive linemen getting them down. But if you're going to bring that guy
0: in though, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Um, Like, yeah, the Michigan stuff, that's been kind of funny. So, (laughs) and then finally, so Julian saying he's the, he's a 2024 kid. I mean, he has even stepped his, I mean, he's done a couple practices at the Rose bowl practices. (coughs) but he has not even got in yet to, you know, be a, uh, um, He's not even sorry. He just started classes. Yeah. And you know, he's in the portal. It said, Oh, Ohio state is the favorite, but do they want him because of everything that's going on? They, you know, they got a, they got a packed room and they do got a packed room. And some, of, I, I know some of the, some of the people on Twitter have kind of made fun of some of the beat reporters and stuff and a couple of the recruiting experts because you know, that, you know, you're just letting your feelings and stuff getting the way and stuff like that. every concern that they brought up are legitimate concerns. No,
0: that's a tough, it's a tough decision. I know some people say it's no decision, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old school in my thinking there, but that's a tough decision.
1: I think the quarterback is a different position than, uh, yeah. If you want to bring in three, five-star wide receivers. Okay. If you want to bring if, if two five-star running backs are willing to come to your program, cool. You know, you can bring in multiple five stars and everything. It's just, you usually don't see it against all the other, uh, in all the other big schools is mean, when you get a high tier level quarterback, like Aaron Nolan, you don't bring in another sec, a second other high tier quarterback. It's usually a lower tier guy. You know, he's kind a de- of the a depth piece. He's the project. He's the depth piece. And you know what, if he ends up being Troy Smith and ends up beating beating out Justin Swick at the end of the day, that means he's a damn good quarterback. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so like, you just don't see it. So there's and I, I know I saw a lot of people uh, say, well, Saban wouldn't care and Kirby Smart wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I don't know earlier in their careers if they would have cared or not. Nick Saban has a lot of finger hardware that he gets uh-huh. to like flash around. Right. And that buys him that does buy him some uh, goodwill with high school coaches and high school programs. And Kirby Smart's now once a big programs, and you know. Both Julian uh or you know, Aaron Nolan's from Georgia. So Kirby Smart not necessarily gonna screw himself over if he would to have screwed over a Georgia quarterback at the end of the day. I mean, it would hurt it might hurt his reputation a little, but you know, a high school's not gonna lock, you know the the guy from Georgia football, you know, out of one of their high schools. Yeah. Ryan Day, who's not won anything and it's from Ohio. Yeah, he could get locked out of a high school for something like that. And you know, all that is to be seen. We don't know what's going to happen down here. It seems like these guys are all going to stay. At least Nolan and you know, saying they're both fine with the competition, everything we're hearing tonight. You know, we'll see what happens with Devin Brown. I really didn't think Devin Brown was going to survive the spring. The anyway, just because, you know, Will Howard I think will will definitely going he, to be the he'll start next. He'll year. be the starter, you know. So you might end up losing Lincoln on top of it, which you weren't going to before. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, but so yeah, that could put it in a less than ideal situation. You got Will Howard and then you got two freshmen, you know, possibly as his backups, true freshmen next year, but you know, you could always add another piece and the spring transfer portal, you know, there's going to be quarterbacks there, somebody from a group of high school that has played a lot of games that just wants to finish out his career somewhere. And, you know, I mean, they got the Jebbia last year and I'm sure they can find something, you know, yeah. in that in that situation, if it has to be as an emergency quarterback. You know, so it, it was the right i I get all their concerns, all those people. I also have some of those concerns, but it was the right call that you know, this guy is, you know, the number one rated quarterback in the country. And, you know, I'm sh- you know, it was the right call to make the if you know if you want to come to Ohio State. There's a door open for you. And so I agree with what they ended up doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can you can disagree with it. He's the best quarterback in the country. So it's just I mean, you touched on most of the points anyways. Cause when you're known as an elite recruiter of quarterbacks and essentially you you over recruited or you recruited over, you know, a top five consensus quarterback in that class it's not like recruiting over jack miller you know and you let the kids step foot on campus so yeah it's a hard situation if it doesn't work out well i mean i'm sure nolan's you know quarterback coach i'm sure his high school coach they're probably a little bitter that this happened so we'll see how it goes i mean because he you know he had plans that he was getting developed by ryan day But also, you know, Ryan Day, it's you're going to develop this guy, and he might leave and beat you down the road somewhere. So, yeah, you know, there there are risks. As long as he's okay with this, as long as it's the right move, I'm good with it. And I think the best thing
1: that Ryan, I think what Ryan Day really needs to sell to him, he he needs to be realistic with both. Like, look, you guys are both two legitimate guys. Give me till the following spring. This is Will Howard's team. You know, if something happens and one of you guys have to play next year, we'll cross that bridge when we cross that bridge. Right. But this is Will Howard's team. Let me develop you guys. Let's have a battle next spring. And, you know, whoever wins, wins. And, you know, and, you know, the other one's going to have a leg up on a lot of quarterbacks to go kind of where they want to go. And, and then Ryan Day in his head. And the Buckeye fans in their head too. If Aaron Nolan ends up beating out Julian sand then Aaron Nolan needs to be the starting quarterback right. for this team at the end of the day. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people have kind of, well, I see a couple of people on Twitter being like, well, Aaron Nolan is he really as good as everybody. Yeah, I think he really is as good as everybody says. So. Like <laughs> let's see what these two look like in competition and let the best guy win at the end of the day. And, you know, at least it doesn't have to be for next year. And, you know, so let's, you know, try to keep them on the, both in the program for another till, you know, the following spring and let's see what happens. And, um, yep. you know, that's all I have to say on that. I mean, it was, uh, it's been a hell of a whirlwind, you know, the last couple of weeks. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that Ryan day has kind of, uh, really become very aggressive what the NIL collectives are doing is just unreal right now. And like both of them, it's like, it's, uh, they're, they're in full competition mode with each other. And I like that. I like competition. I like, let's see who can get who. And I like, I liked, uh, you know, the, the couple guys 1870 picked up here. They got Quinchon and a couple of those guys and, right away the foundation put up the minute that they knew they got downs that they got him. And <laughs> right. yeah, I love it. Let's uh, see. Uh, let's keep fighting each other, at least until the, uh, at least until the athletic programs take over NIL, which is definitely coming. Cause now that Ohio state has, in my opinion, figured NIL out that uh, some of the complaining that's probably going to happen around the country <laughs> that you know, but that doesn't help you any better. Ohio state's, has the most expensive athletic program in our so now where you can start donating your money straight to the athletic program for players, instead of donating your money to these collectives, I don't think that helps the, that helps out the, the rest of the country. No, it doesn't consider not. now a lot of businesses. And that actually does count as a tax deduction if it goes to the school. So like a lot of businesses now will be like, well, you know what, Ohio state, here's $500,000. We want 300,000 to go here and 200,000, go to the players. And yeah. Yeah. And you know,
0: no, I am. We all, I mean, that's, that was always the grand vision for NIL and that's what I thought it was going to be. And it just, I, it helps Ohio state as more, as much as it would help any other school in the country.
1: Yeah. So even when that day comes, they are going to uh, they're still going to help you. And, and you got a new administration now from what we heard the other day that is going to be very, they're very forward thinking on a lot of that stuff. And it seems like they're going to be aggressive. So between the president and the athletic drifters. so, you know, so college football just keeps on changing and changing and changing. And, you know, it was nothing against Gene and that stuff. But, you know, Gene just had a. a he had he grew up in a different era. And so you need a little, I think you need a younger guy there that has a different mindset in it. So I think at the end of the day, that was a good hire, but you know, I'm just, I'm very impressed with what they did. And now it just comes down to Ryan day. They got to win next year. And I don't know what that mentally looked like. I know what it mentally initially looks like is that, that Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving, you need to have a W the following week you have to have a W and it might be against the same team. I don't know. <laughs> like you might have to play them back to back weeks. You might yeah. have to play Oregon for the second week. I think that, you know, you might lose to Oregon next year out in Eugene, but you got to beat them in Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, you know, that's always a possibility. A lot of people say that those are the two best teams coming into the, into the big 10 next year are, you know, Oregon and Ohio state. Um, so you know, we'll see, but he needs to have a run in the playoffs.
0: And if either one, if either one of those don't come true, he has to win a national championship or at least get there and play a competitive game. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to prove himself
1: next year. This next year is with all these guys kind of act like you picked up in the in the portal. It seems like they're probably still going to try to get an offensive lineman. There's a couple big linemen still out there, <sighs> uh, you know, as an outside guy, you know, I think they really need to, you know, it's kind of put up or shut up time. I think for now that, you know, and it's not that against Ryan day, I've said multiple times, it's everybody says what his record is. And he's only lost against these really, really good schools. And that is all true. But it's those really, really good schools. What he gets judged against right? When you have eight wins built into your schedule and hate to break it. Everybody, Ohio state has eight wins built in every year. Oh yeah. At least minimum into their schedule you know, and next year they probably have 10 wins built into their schedule. I mean, you can make an argument about Penn state, but until Penn state gets more consistent against Ohio state, that's a W to me. And you know, so Oregon and Michigan are the two teams next year that, so they got 10 wins built into the schedule in my opinion. And, um, you got to get those other two, but you, you can't, Ryan day can't with this, with this, with this team coming back, he can't go. Oh, and two next year. No, I can't sell two teams. Cause that, that kills you. And you know, so though that's where, that's where his money's made. It's not the 10 million doesn't come about the 50 something wins he has. Cause most of those wins are against, like I said, and this is not just a Ryan day thing. This is a Jim Trestle thing. This is an urban Meyer thing. They all have eight wins built into their schedule. You know, when a, but Ohio state is rarely, you know, like we put up a thing the other day on the Twitter thing from somebody, I shared it that somebody shared, you know, out of the top 10 teams that have the most wins, who's had, who when was the last time each one of them had their eight, eight, eight loss or worse season. And Ohio state was never everyone of the other ones in schools have had an eight or loss thing. Ohio state's never had that. So, you know, you, you know what your wins are on the schedule. So those are not what you get judged on. It's the other games you get judged on. And so it's mm-hmm. the ones that you, that are talent equated and, you know, better competition. And so, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I think, I think Ryan day has learned it. I, uh, I hope he's, uh, you know, it seems like that he's ready to go, that he has a, he started getting a new mindset last year and stuff when he brought the new defensive staff in. And I think now it's like, he's really there now. He realizes that, you know, like, if I want to continue my coaching journey, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get terminated at Ohio state and then go like, you know, go get a better job somewhere. Like, you know, yeah that, you know, he needs to, you know, that's where you take a step back. If he has dreams about going out and getting a better job somewhere, if, you know, and that's in the NFL, like, you know, you, he can't just be fired at Ohio state for not being able to win the big games. So, you know, just my opinion on it. He has to, this is a big year for him and he's going to have the team to do it. I mean, this is uh them and Georgia are definitely going to be the favorites to win the national title going into next season. And, um, you know, so he's, he's definitely got the team to do it
0: yeah and before we you know sign off or anything just my last thoughts on all that is i i love the michigan fans with like the the gotchisms, you know like oh this all these players begging them to come back and get guys in the transfer portal this wreaks a desperation like a man that knows he's gonna get fired if he loses again like Yes, we know this like yeah. Ryan Day no exactly. This is why Ryan Day's doing this. <laughs> you are correct. Yes, he will lose his job. You're not you, you you're not giving us any groundbreaking news there. We are all very much aware that Ryan Day will lose his job. He knows it too. That's why he's got to do this. But yeah. But there's no difference between this and 2021 Michigan. That's what kills me is People are coming back to save Ryan Day's job just like they did for Jim Harbaugh in 2021. And Harbaugh had to change his staff around, change his coaching philosophies. And guess what? So is Ryan Day. It's just he's doing it, you know, year six. I think Harbaugh, that was year seven for him. So, yeah, not much of a difference. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. And Ryan Day's team didn't totally suck last year, unlike Harbaugh's did in 2020. Yeah.
1: Harbaugh, yeah, I mean, he did skip that game. but everybody
0: realizes, it's over. We know they won their, they won the title. It, it is I what know, it is. But
1: he did skip that because he know that that was his job, and whatever. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. He had an excuse built in. I mean, with the, the pandemic was an excuse built in. You know, we are sick. Yeah, and, and they got the. It is what it is, you know? Yes. So we'll see what happens in the off season with them, you know, and we'll talk more about the expectations coming forward. You know, this is going to be an interesting off season for Iowa state um, to see what's the last coach, you know, how they, you know, what else do they add to the players, the roster? So, you know, a lot more to come, but you know, it started off a really, really, really bad January, and I like, <laughs> is that didn't, okay? help, didn't help situations when Michigan won the national title, but you know, sometimes you need stuff like that, uh, waking a sleeping giant. And yeah, you know, I saw some Michigan fans; they kind of like they think they're joking around about that stuff, or they think that's another got you Like, oh, we we made them change, like they they're doing all this stuff because of us. Like, yes, like you know. I'll be the first like, yes. you guys are, you guys are now in front of us. I'll say it like we are chasing you again. And yeah, you woke up asleep sleeping giant. That is how much the Ohio people of Ohio do not like Michigan.
0: Did they not realize how much we hate them? Like, like, I don't get it. Like they just, they're like stunned and shocked by this. And it's just like, what did you think was going to happen? I'm surprised it took to the third loss. Like, I mean, I guess like, was I mean that probably just turned so many people's stomachs when they won the national title. So it was time then, but I just I don't know what they were expecting to happen. You know, it was the best campaigning anybody could have done. You do know on Judkins, like as that game ended, he that's what he committed yeah. to yeah. last. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, that was great. Yeah. So all right, I'm pretty. I think we're, I think we're good with this for tonight. Yeah. You know, it was a good uh, wrap up the last season and uh, get us going into the 2024. So uh, what's going on in uh, the NFL game? Uh, the chiefs just scored. It is 26, 20, 27, 24 Chiefs. Oh, nice. Good game. Well, it's 26, 24. It'll be, should be 27.
0: Okay. And the fourth, okay. Just went into the fourth. Cool. Yeah. So All right, let's get on out of here. All right. Well, see if I remember how to do this. Thank you, everyone, for stopping out today to the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. And I'm Mike. O-H-I-O.